to the Principal Thing Talk Show, where wisdom meets purpose. Join host D. Gerard Lindsay each week as he connects the dots from the book of Proverbs that helps you to navigate life successfully and propel you into divine purpose. Listen in now. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you. Glad to be glad to have you with us today. This is the principal thing again. It's where wisdom meets purpose. And I'm blessed again today to have my lovely wife with me. And we're going to do a part two of where we uh, started last week. We talked last week about, uh, you know, the first church that I had and everything and some of the things that we went through from a marriage perspective, trying to raise children, um, just the the things that were associated with that. So what we want to do today, we stayed in that. I stayed in that pastorate for three, three and a half years. Uh, three years, three months, rather. And uh, the Holy Spirit was leading us to start a new work. So now what I have found now, um, about 17 years later, is that we really did have a builder's anointing on us. So what we want to share with you today, the wisdom perspective that we want to really delve into is how to take your family when you're in the midst of something and how to start something brand new from the ground up how to maintain that and just talk about some of the things that we experienced because raising children didn't change over those times. So we're just going to kind of pick up there today and just kind of go back down memory lane a little bit. And hopefully we'll have an opportunity to help some of you. And this isn't just about planting a church. This is one of the things that the Holy spirit was um, giving me is that this is important with everything that we're doing. Uh, understanding how to approach things, understanding how to start things and how to maintain things. So without further ado, uh, my lovely wife, uh, Kathleen Lindsay, she's a prophetess. And uh, I'm just blessed to have her with me on my talk show again today, because normally, as I forestated uh, last week, she's always tied up. You know, she <laughs> has so many different uh, podcasts, uh, so many different uh uh, webinars or whatnot that she has to be on and be a part of uh, to be able to snag her again. Uh, it's a blessing. So, well, look, thank you. Thank you. Good to I have appreciate you with us again, that, honey. honey. You appreciate know. you. <laughs> so let's talk to our listeners today. Um, we've been pastoring this church. Well, I've, I was pastoring this church uh, about three years, three months, I think. And uh, the Holy Spirit began to uh, lead me uh, to start our own work. First of all, it was frightening. So, <laughs> I'm just going to be very transparent and tell you uh, that's not something that I really thought that I would ever do. Uh, I had some wonderful people in that community that we were working with that I was pastoring um, in Warren County. Um, however, the Holy Spirit was leading us to do our own thing. Mm -hmm. So, honey, how did you really feel about that when the Lord was leading us back home to start our own work for him? I think I always knew um, that there are seasons and uh, pointed times for us to do certain things in life and ministry. Uh, being prophetic, you kind of, um, or I'll speak for me, uh, just more uh, visionary. And so some of the things that uh, in the natural were happening and God was shaping us and molding us and preparing our hearts to do different things than we had already done. Um, I had kind of seen that. 
Wow. And that, therein lies one of the uh, challenges in, in marriage and ministry is yes. um, how do you do that? How do you bring together the vision for that appointed time, what God is doing? And uh, let's just be real, honey. A yeah. lot of times, prophetically, um, I could see things and being able to write those things down and we coming together was so uh, it could have been more challenging or it could have been less challenging if we had really, really understood the vision at that time together at the same time. Yeah, I have to really uh, agree. <laughs> with I have to really that agree. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? Uh, it really was because <laughs> here I am, I'm just focusing on what I really just uh, felt like you know this is all that the Holy Spirit has led me to do. I'm just supposed to pastor this church, and it was a great group of people, uh, great community, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And we were just moving forward doing that. And at the same time, I get this tug in my spirit that we're supposed to start something different. So I didn't jump up and down to begin with. I'm just going to be real, amen. Uh, because I really want to help someone that's out there um, that's going through something that's trying to come to terms with what you're doing in relation, or I should say in the contrast to what the Holy Spirit may be saying. And um, the church that I was pastoring, it was a great church, great community. I just have to say that. But at the same time, I just knew that the Lord was really speaking to my wife and I had to come into agreement with that. So it took, it took a few months for me to really get that. I didn't really get it because I was moving in a traditional lane. Come on. Of <laughs> Let's talk about it. I was moving it. in the traditional lane of, okay, God has sent me here. This is where I'm supposed to stay. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a key point. And a lot of uh, maybe our listeners have been brought up in those environments where um, the pastors pastored and they yeah. they uh, preached and taught and yeah. lived their whole life out yeah. um, for 50 or 60 yeah. years. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with it. But this is a new season that in a new uh, era. Yeah. Of the uh, kingdom ministry that we've been called to. So I think it was very, very, let's just just break it down <laughs> really? uh, a little bit further. Okay. You know, God will help you. You know, yes. we talk about uh, some, some of the real things in our hearts. It's like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to pastor here for 50 yeah, years yeah, before yeah, I retire. Yeah, and and then, I was kind of like that, too. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't jumping up and down to move. Uh, I, I couldn't see. It, to really be honest, I really couldn't see starting something from scratch. I really couldn't. And the, and the Holy Spirit had to really do a work on my heart and as well as help my mind yeah, for and me to really gravitate He set to that. that stuff up. You yeah. know, he started uh, moving people and places and oh, things yeah. in our lives such that um, we came into uh, fellowship with some amazing people that we didn't even know. Yeah, we didn't even know. You know, we didn't even know them. And they had their own church. They and had they their had ministry. their own church. Yeah. And um, we we just connected. We were led of the Lord to go visit a church yeah. uh, on an off Sunday where he wasn't uh, preaching. 
And, you know, a lot of that stuff just kind of started coming into alignment. Yeah, it was organic. It was, it was organic. like, wow. Yeah. And the people started uh, ministering to us. The leaders yeah. started telling us what they could see. And yeah, it, 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 it became yeah. almost next to impossible for you not yeah. to say, oh, my gosh, you couldn't they don't even it. know us. Yeah, How do they know that? <laughs> oh, it must be God. It must yeah. be the Spirit of God. You know, um, I have to speak to this because the traditional mindset of pastoring is that you just feel like, okay, this is what the Holy Spirit has done and you can't see beyond that. That's such a traditional perspective and it puts God, not literally, but figuratively, it puts God in a box, so to speak, and you limit your own potential by not allowing the Holy Spirit to do more um, than what he's doing at that particular time. So what we started doing is I just said, you know what? Okay. If God's going to do this, then what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to say, honey, we need to sit down and we need to look at what are what are our strengths? What are we really good at? What what types of spiritual things stand out to us? And this is how we started building. We started sitting down doing that. And in the and then that during that period, what I did is I I wrote a letter of uh, uh to the, to the fact that I would, you know, leave the church. And uh, so I gave him like, what, three months, I believe. And uh, during that period, what we did is we got together, my wife and I got together, we started writing down or doing a spiritual inventory, if you will, of our gifts and the things that we felt like the Holy Spirit was really uh, using us in. And, uh, and once we got past that, then the next thing we said is, okay, now we're going to take that, the gifts that God has given us, and now what we're going to do is we're going to try to come up with uh, a group of people and we're going to try to see, you know, demographics. Where do we really fit? Who are we trying to reach? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is, I think, too, that we have to I think the audience would like to know. I know I would want to know if I weren't me. <laughs> and I didn't know what we've experienced yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the the uh, trials and, and challenges. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the things that I would want to know, uh, honey, is how uh, did you navigate that with kids? How did you oh my uh, take yeah, them yeah. into consideration? Because yeah. the, the Bible talks about counting up the cost. Yeah, let's just yeah, be honest. Yeah, let's yeah. just be real, real oh my here. God. Oh my we God. didn't always count up all the cost. It was some change we, we out couldn't. there. It was some some yeah. some spiritual dollar bills and five hundred dollar bills that yeah. we really did not count up the cost and weigh it well, out. That our kids. Hard. Yeah, our kids were going to have to be part of that decision-making process. It's like, okay, God, we hear, we see, we understand, but what does this mean for for my baby? He's only three years old or... Or uh, my older child, you know, our daughter that was, you know, she was school age and she was yeah. making friendships and and, yeah. and a lot of dynamics of that. I'd like to hear I'm, your I'm answer for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's relive this oh my God. in a better, hey, better uh, outcome. No, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, let's give them a more clearer perspective. I think that's real good that you bring that up because sometimes men, you know, we process things a little differently. Uh, we did actually, you (laughs) you know, (laughs) my daughter was seven years older. So what we did is we did talk to our children and we did let them to know that 
we felt like the Holy Spirit was really leading us to start something. So not only were we doing a gift inventory, uh, my wife and I, but we were also including our children in this transitional process to let them know that, you know, there's going to be a change, you know, and everything that we were doing, we were literally moving by faith. I mean, I, I had a church, an established congregation, everything. And right in the middle of that three years, three months, the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, I want you to do something else. And he didn't tell me completely. He didn't show me completely what that something else was. Now, let me make it clear. I knew that we were starting a church. I knew that. But he didn't give me all of the logistics mm -hmm. uh, surrounding that. So a lot of the the things when I was still running up and down the highway, when I was still working, running up and down the highway, still pastoring. A lot of the things from a visionary standpoint, I would tell you, yes, I believe God has given me this gift and God has given you whatever gift that he had given you. So we came together on that. So then a lot of what took place from there, uh, along with the children, is you started putting things together. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you really started writing the vision. And and as we started seeing the vision unfold. You know, with the children, it was still a little tough because we were like, I know that we've been uh, transporting you up the highway and now we're coming back home and now you're going to be closer to your friends. But I still we still don't know what that looks like right now. We're mm -hmm. just in this uh, still kind of hashing it out kind of thing. And we really don't know where we're going to be. And that was that was a little tough, I think, for the kids, I think. Yeah. That's part of the counting up the costs I was yeah. referring to jokingly yeah. uh, in the context of monetary <laughs> reference. But yeah. it really was a great, great cost it, it really um, was. that now our adult children, um, we can see some of the um, impact, both positive and negative yeah. um, influence that our sacrifice of uh, ministry. There were times when we didn't understand um, what that meant. And mm -hmm. that's what I would encourage the audience of the principal thing to just listen in the spirit, to know that there is a great cost, especially yes. when it comes to ministry, because your first ministry is supposed to be at home. That's exactly and then right. you're in the middle of this process before yeah. you realize, oh, my God, I forgot to oh, yeah. consider the fact that um our son, for example, mm -hmm. wanted to play AAU ball. Yeah. And yeah. we were so thankful for that opportunity. But guess what? The yeah. They don't care. <laughs> AAU doesn't care about Sunday morning. Your father and mother yeah. have to be at ministry, uh, at church and worship and leading wow. uh, ministry. I'm glad so, you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that so up. So we, we had to count up the calls while we were in the midst yeah. of things. And so I just encourage the audience to please don't do it that way. Consider all of that when you say yes to God. Well, here's the other thing, honey. You, you got to really be real clear here because what we did in that instance is that we had other friends that what we what we decided to do during that process, because he was playing AAU basketball. What we decided to do was to allow our friends to try to take care of him and help him. And, you know, we sort of assisted with that part of the process. 
because we tried to keep things as normal as possible. We weren't rigid to the extent that we felt like, okay, look, it's Sunday. You're not playing ball on Sunday. You're going with us to church or whatever. We didn't do it like that because we realized that the transitional process, even though we were trying to count up the cost, everything that's associated with the cost, we were not aware of. It's it's really hard to take everything into consideration because there are certain things that are not visible to the eye that mm-hmm. are are down the road are going to be impactful. Yeah, I agree. And I also agree that we made concessions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That still impacted the children. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And those are the things that, as you said, we couldn't see it or we couldn't pivot. We had to pivot, but necessarily that pivot didn't necessarily uh, remove the The impact. impact. There we go. All together. All together. One accord. That's right. right. And that's what you learn during the process. And yeah. And so if we can accept that there will be some uh, pivots you'll have to make, there'll be some obstacles that you'll have to overcome, because I've never asked Chris this, but, you know, you got to think about it. Did he or did he not prefer if we were the ones, mom and dad were the ones at those AAU Taking games. to the games, yeah. So, yeah. yes, we made opportunity. We we yes. figured out a solution to our problem yes. that we couldn't miss service. And we came up with a solution to allow another family to be a blessing. But, yeah. but um, you know, the impact that that had and how can we help others. Yeah. Honey, yeah. how can we help others so that when they do get to those pivots that they can make those decisions really question, based honey. on that? And it could have been that maybe I could I should have gone. Yeah. You know, or we should have taken turns on those say, Sundays, but we we opted uh, for the call of the ministry yeah. as a priority. And but I'm not it, saying that's bad. Because I couldn't. I mean, yeah, as, I'm not as saying it's pastor, bad. That's right. I mean, I really couldn't. It was really yeah. hard. So the principal thing, here is where wisdom um, is really the principal thing and connects to purpose. Because you have to really pray and you have to really be patient because we, we did pray and we were very patient. We didn't just hear from God today and, and then move the very next day. We didn't. Because there were a lot of moving pieces. You know, we had the children, we had the existing church, and then we were trying to plan a church. And then we were trying to, you know, read all the books, talk to all the people, the pastors, the leaders, and people that had done it, people that had started the church, people that had been out there for years, all of that. All of that is good. But there isn't anything that takes the place of literally hitting the ground yourself and actually having your own children, your own wife, and you have to do it yourself. It is completely different. So what my wife is really communicating now is that anytime you're starting something in this particular case, it just happens to be a church, but it could be a new career. It could be a new business. It could be a new venture, whatever it is. As much as possible, try to take everything into consideration, everything that you have your hands on. And there are things that are in your blind spot that you may not see. Take the time to talk to someone else that has done what you are doing or that has done something similar. What do you think, honey? That has oh, done my something goodness. Similar. I 
tell our young people that all the time <laughs> that you all are so, so blessed. amazingly yes. blessed, so blessed because you have the opportunity to learn from your spiritual parents yes. experiences because we tell them everything and yeah and that's one of the things if you want to talk about uh being successful in life, even though Jesus is, of course, our primary example, and yes. that's who we follow his lead and his examples. But in the flesh, in the natural sense, there are mentors, there are people who really need yes. what we carry. And as leaders uh, in the in the ministry, in the business world, wherever you are, you have to recognize that once you've succeeded or achieved a certain level of accomplishment in whatever that is, then you have to give back and yes. help someone younger. Absolutely. We never had mentors. Yeah, we didn't have it. We what happened? It. We had people praying for us. What happened there? Well, we I reached don't know. Out. We tried. We reached out for people. We tried to reach the senior leaders. We, we reached the people that uh, uh, had churches, people that had started churches. People that had been out there for a while, we really did. And there were just a few that I, were willing yes. to help us. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think a lot of people were busy. It was a different time period, oh, different yeah. era. It was a lot of different things happening. So what I what I gained from that now, the knowledge and the and the wisdom that I take away now is that I have we have predominantly young people now in our ministry. Mm -hmm. So anytime they're getting married, anytime they they have children. And they feel like, you know, the call of God is on their life, you know, to elevate in ministry or to do something else. I always put family first because I never lose the taste of the things that we experienced. And so we didn't just learn. In some instances, we learn from our experience. And then in other cases, what happened is God gave us revelation of the powerful impact that the things that we experienced had on us. So now we always try to tell young people, put your family first, your wife, your husband, you know, the ministry will be after here. God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. After God. Yeah. But the ministry will be here. Don't worry about an event. Don't worry about, you know, what we're doing this week and how badly you may want to be here. No, put your family first because we've experienced that you have to have more than just a inkling that this is what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. And it's more than a notion. It really is because there's so many things that are involved with major decisions as it relates to planting something or establishing something or reaching out to do something that you've never done before. And you mm -hmm. have a whole lot of things on your plate. So let me ask you this then. Oh, watch out. <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to challenge you in that. Honey, okay. because um, with you having the scripture in your heart and to whom much is given, to much whom is much is required, um, how do you train and, and uh, equip a young person to lead and then you give them an out? You say, um, you say that it's okay if I... I put the priority on my family. So I'm not, I'm not saying that what you're saying is not accurate. I'm saying help the people. Okay. Because if I take that literally, 
then that means that you as a senior leader or the two of us, we say, oh, well, you know, don't make any sacrifices. <laughs> as long as it's for the sake of your family, there will never be sacrifices. You'll never have to push. You'll never have to press. You'll never have to go beyond your comfort zone of I staying in your in your comfort zone of your family and just leading your family. How will the people ever be able to realize who they are in the kingdom. Uh, I, I, I think that's really good. So I'll, <laughs> you weren't I, ready. You were I wasn't ready. ready for that, but, but because <laughs> this is the principal thing, I always have God's wisdom. There we so go. always just try to really hear from the Holy spirit to see which direction God wants to go in. So some of the things I'm telling you, it's not really from an, things or from a place of experience is from a, a place of knowledge and wisdom. So, what I'm always saying is that God is always first. Then, then it's your wife or then it's your husband, your family. Then it's the ministry. Because the thing about young people, which should really be uh, synonymous across the board, is enthusiasm and drive and fire, you know, and momentum Ooh. to want to do something and momentum to want to do something. Come so, on. Don't, <laughs> so don't, what don't I, get me started so, there. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, give me a moment. So then what I have to say is that Okay, I do believe God is with you and I believe that it's fine for you to take care of your family. But here's here's the thing when you say giving it out, uh it I have families now that have small children. I have some now that are pregnant and some that are on the verge of having children. And I'm saying as a man, as a leader, you have to know ahead of time. You've got to be marching with the father along this journey, you know, in your relationship with him so that you know that, wait a minute, I want to be here, but I want my wife, I want my wife to stay home. I want my wife to stay home tonight. I'm not going to bring the children out tonight, but I'm going to press. There are times in a, from a, from a mad, from a couple standpoint, I'll say it like that. I'm not talking about singles here because, you know, you don't have that, uh, extra responsibility. But from a marriage standpoint, I believe that men should really step up to the forefront of pushing through and carrying the load of ministry in the family. That doesn't say that there aren't other times that women will, but I believe that when in cases of where children are involved, especially small children and babies, and when women are pregnant, I believe that there are certain times that a man just has to step up and say, you know what? I know we're together. I know we're one. I love you. I know you really want to be there, but you have to take into consideration what you are experiencing physically, emotionally, and mentally. And I'm going to give you this time and I'm going to say, it's okay for you to stay home. It's okay for you to miss something. It's okay for you to not show up. That doesn't give you uh, a way out or an excuse. It just says that I'm wise enough now to not uh, allow any more pressure to be on you than what's really needed right now. So that's, I'm really talking from that perspective when I say that, when I talk about the family and put family first, family should come before ministry. Absolutely. Before the church. Family should always come before the church. So especially because we deal with so many young people, I always say because there are times that, you know, birthdays come up or other events come up and things that are very important to these young people. And though the husband may say, well, my wife really wants me to do this and I know I really need to be here. And I'm like, you need to be with your wife. 
you know, the church is going to be here. So we've always tried to lead from a perspective that we believe that is in the shadows of Christ. You always put God first. And then after God comes your family. Mm -hmm. No one should come before your family. Mm -hmm. No organization or no organism unless it's God. That's the only thing that should come before your family. So we've never put people in places to say, in a position to say, choose us over your family. We don't do that because we've learned over the years through the things that we've experienced. Amen. So I hope I've answered your question pretty good. Not yeah. just you, but I hope that it helps our listeners too, mm -hmm. because this is so good. And uh, this is very important. So I don't know if I'll have an opportunity to bring you back again, because I'm at this point where, you know, I'm about to run out of time. But what I would really like to talk about is the importance of building things, because what we have realized over the years is that we've we've had, you know, a lot of people. We've lost some people. Some people have gone on to other ventures, which has just really been great. And then we've experienced some breaks in things that we've done. But over the years, God has given us the grace to be able to sustain. The fruit has remained. He's given us the grace to be able to sustain what we have built through his leading and through his guidance. And for that, we are very, very grateful. So now we have learned over the years, you know, when we put what 20 some years together and we start to look back and we take away the nuggets of, you know what? We know how to build from scratch. We know how to build if all we have is faith, because that's really all we had. We didn't have people uh, really donating, you know, into our ministry to start with. We came up with creative ideas to be able to get money, but we didn't have as much support as we wanted. So God, by faith, had people you know, in the wings there for us, you know, to be able to provide us with places to go to be able to have worship. So whether you're building a ministry, whether you're building a career or you're establishing something new or you're moving somewhere new, you always have to really hear from God. You have to really pray. And, and if you're married, you have to really be in agreement. And I believe that that's one of the most powerful things, Kathleen, that you and I can really say over and over and over again is that we've been in agreement. Yeah. We haven't always seen it at the same time, mm -hmm. but along the way we have come into agreement mm -hmm. and that's, and that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't, um, uh, I can't say that it's always been as easy to get to that conclusion of the matter that oh, we're no. in agreement um, just to be transparent. Um, but what I've learned over the years in marriage and ministry is that you each are going to have different perspectives. You're each going to bring things to the table. You bring value to the table and those things are Sometimes good, sometimes positive, and sometimes they're not. And those are the things that you have to identify, I have learned, that may keep us from coming into that agreement. And we oh, have absolutely. to break agreement with yeah. the things that cause us not to That's see good. what God is saying and what he is showing us. And so uh, the other part of that is that our hearts are aligned together. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes our hearts being aligned can produce the fruit of the agreement that we're looking for. Oh, honey, that is and it's so aligned good. with heaven. And if we that's can get so aligned good. with what God is saying, um, I think that's what I, my biggest lesson has been over 27 years of marriage. Wow, it's like I'm not going to always see it the way you see it, and no, I absolutely know you don't see it. Oh, no absolutely, it because I, you know, absolutely, uh, I'm a little. Let's just special. keep it real. Let's keep it real. Sometimes yeah. I don't see it the way you see, it. and yeah. that has taken me some time. To be able to reach that spot where I can really, I know that you're hearing from God, mm -hmm. but I've had to allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in me. This is so important because it takes us back to the word of God. There's so much, there are two pivotal points in the word of God, and that's uh, Adam and Eve, and that's uh, Mary and Joseph, mm -hmm. where God is really speaking at critical times through a woman. And if we will if we will receive that as men, God will do tremendous things in our life as well as our ministry. Mm -hmm. And those things I've come, I don't know if I've, I don't know if the right terminology has come to terms. Mm -hmm. I really receive it mm -hmm. because I've learned how to benefit from that. And I can see the graciousness that God has extended towards mm -hmm. me, um, uh, in the meantime, you know, in yeah. the meantime. So that, that has been so very, very important. So I believe that that's one, that's another uh, reason why I believe it is absolutely essential for, for a man and a woman that's married to really be in ministry together. You may not serve in the same capacity, mm -hmm. but you're hearing from the same spirit of God because there's so many challenges and so many different things that are coming at you all the time. There's so many moving parts. And, and it teaches you how to pray because without that, you pray because they're your spouse and you don't understand spiritually. There is a spiritual dynamic that is associated with doing the things that God has called you to do. And if either spouse has not received that. Mm -hmm. then there's an unbalance there spiritually that you really can't enter into uh, from a prayer perspective. And that's another, that may be another uh, time that Part we three. have to get together. <laughs> that may be another time. But yeah, yeah. I just want to thank you so much. I, I, I hope that our audience today has really been blessed because it's more than a notion anytime that you're going to start something. And uh, Kathleen, my love, I, I appreciate your time today. I really appreciate this segment. And we were just kind of kicked back today. Uh, and I hope that our listeners will be blessed mm -hmm. uh, to know that, you know, we did it by faith. We stepped out and didn't have anything but faith. And it's 20 some years later. And what God has given us, the fruit has remained. Have we had some people to walk away? Have we had some challenges? Have we had some things that have gone south on us? Absolutely. And some people have left and they're thriving and God bless you. And I, I'm, I'm so happy for that. Mm -hmm. But we've realized that all things have worked together, whether it has been because we've made mistakes or because the enemy has come in and people didn't really understand as well as ourselves. And there has been a, a divide. We have made we have remained true to what God has given us. And as a result, I have to reiterate it again. Our fruit has remained. And that that is what leads us. That may be the segue of what leads us now at this place where we find ourselves in life. Now we're transferring the ministry 
to the young people that have really just been, been trained there, and equipped, been trained and, and equipped, prepared and, to yeah, be so released that, into yeah, the things that God has for them. Yeah. And I just, I also appreciate the opportunity to to be on your broadcast. I know this is very important um, dialogue and conversations and. And the last thing I wanted to say was that kind of leads a segue into uh, the authenticity that um, God had given me a vision for um, a ministry, the authentic you rocks. Yes. Because if we are not really walking in our identity, then all these things and uh, activities that we find ourselves mm-hmm. in aren't really visionary. They're yes. not really visions from God. They're just they're tasks. just like they're tasks and they're re- and we're responsible for um just stewarding the things that God really has given us. And then those all things working together yeah. that you just mentioned, uh, because we're called, we love God. Mm-hmm. Uh Romans eight twenty eight will come to fruition. And the word of the Lord in verse twenty nine says that that we will be the firstborn of many brethren. And Absolutely. Jesus was that uh catalyst to bring about much fruit. And that our ministry will go well beyond. And that's what you want to see. You want to see your ministry really being a legacy of the the kingdom of God. And so thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much, honey, um, for being with us. Maybe next time I'll get to be on again. (laughs) But if not, I speak blessings over the principal thing. Thank you. Thank um, you. All that you're doing. And and I'm proud of you, honey. (laughs) Now you're understanding, you know, if you've heard this broadcast from the beginning to the end, you now understand uh, you've heard Kathleen uh, begin to speak some with her prophetic voice. You can see why uh, I don't have much opportunity to really get her, even though she's my wife, because she has her hands on a lot of different things and uh, she's moving, she's shaking, she's part of uh, different networks and uh, God is really, really using her and she's full of wisdom but she works in the prophetic vein. So I thank God for her and I'm a blessed man. So thank you all so much. We hope that we've been a blessing to you today. We just kind of sat back, wanted to have a real nice laid back conversation, but at the same time, we wanted the principal thing to be able to impart wisdom. So remember that wisdom is always the principal thing and wisdom is what leads to purpose. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for joining with us today and wherever you've been. Uh, May God bless you. And uh, we look forward to you again on the principal thing. Thanks for listening. Join host D. Gerard Lindsay again next week as we discover how to successfully navigate life with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and learn the principal thing where wisdom meets purpose. 